Hello and welcome to Jillian's Reprise, my podcast all about theater and musical theater and how I came to fall in love with it, how it has transformed me into the person that I am today and who I am becoming. Um, I am so excited for today's episode because I did a little poll on my Instagram story of what everyone wanted to see. And I did either Schmigadoon or musical movies. <laughs> and musical movies won. So we're going with that today. Um, my next episode will probably be Schmigadoon, though. Um, because I think that since they go kind of hand in hand, it'll be perfect. <laughs> so the funniest thing to me about musical movies is that that was my introduction to theater and to musicals and all of that. And so I definitely have... a good amount of just random knowledge about musical movies um, in my brain and just different thoughts and opinions on them. Um, but basically, if you haven't listened to my first episode, um, definitely listen to that one because I kind of give you a little bit more insight of how I came to fall in love with musical theater through musical movies. Um, but I'll kind of do like a little recap to start us out today. So when I was probably four-ish. I saw Grease for the first time <laughs> and fell in love with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John and everything about that movie. It is still one of my favorite like comfort movies. Um, to this day, I just, I love it. And so that was my introduction. My first ever like exposure to musicals was Grease. And then not long after I had, um, what did I have? I had West Side Story. West Side Story is one that um, definitely 1,000% had like a huge imprint on me. And I watched that for the first time, I believe, when I was probably five. Um, so not long after, uh, my babysitter showed me West Side Story. She took out some parts, like she skipped through some things and whatever, because as we all know, West Side Story has some pretty aggressive graphic <laughs> moments. Um, and so she fast forwarded through some of it. But... I vividly remember loving the colors. Um, that's kind of the only thing I really remember about West Side Story and like my first time seeing it. But I remember just thinking it was so colorful and having so much fun with the music and just really enjoying it. Um, and so that was my first exposure, exposure to, I guess you could say it was my first exposure to Sondheim, even though... Like, they weren't all written by him and all of that, but that was definitely the first time I ever heard anything from Stephen Sondheim was when I was, I believe, five years old was the first time I saw West Side Story. Um, and ever since then, I've just been obsessed with <laughs> with Stephen Sondheim and West Side Story. Um, but yeah, so those are the first two that come to mind for me. I always hated Sound of Music, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for that, but I did watch Sound of Music as a kid. That was definitely another movie that um, I was exposed to and was very much like my family. We watched it a few times um, when I was growing up and I hated it. <laughs> I did not like it at all. <laughs> um, but then there was like Cinderella, the Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella with Brandy and Whoopi Goldberg and Whitney Houston. And it, I was obsessed with that one. I still am. Like, I think that is just one of the best <laughs> musical movies like ever um is the brandy cinderella so i loved that one as a kid and i um 
don't remember my first time watching that one though. I can't like I honestly could not tell you what my first time watching that was. And the only reason that I know how old I was like when I watched Greece was because my whole family like we all watched it. Um and so, yeah. But I wanted to kind of take you guys through like my favorite musical movies because I think that's such a like insane topic because there are so many different preferences within people and so many different types of theater people have their preferences and their opinions on musical movies um and I definitely have mine <laughs> but I as someone who like that was my main exposure to theater as a kid because like I'm from somewhere that there isn't really a lot of live theater and so I kind of depend on things like that and still to this day like I still live in the same place and so I don't have a ton of exposure to theater. I kind of have to wait for like the summer to hit and then that's when like all the theater starts around me. Um, which kind of sucks except for like obviously like national tours and things like that. Um, but my favorite musical movies um, I feel like are kind of widely accepted as people's favorite but at the same time I feel like they're people's favorites for different reasons. <laughs> But my all-time favorite musical movie is actually probably Hairspray. Um, I think it is the perfect musical movie. <laughs> and in terms, and when I say musical movie, like with my favorites, I'm talking about ones that were stage first and then musical. Um, because I don't know, like I feel like that's something that has to be differentiated. Because there's, and then I'm going to talk about musical movies that were not on stage before they were movies because there's one in particular that I feel like everyone kind of is like I know where she's going with that <laughs> um but my all-time favorite is Hairspray I saw that when it first came out in theaters um like me and all my sisters we went I was I think I was seven or eight and I and of course it was you know right after High School Musical and so Zac Efron was huge he still is one of my all-time favorite like human beings and actors I think Zac Efron is just one of the most talented human beings on the planet um and so I was obsessed with him and Hairspray <laughs> as most people were like how could you not have been like it's Zac Efron hello um but then there's like let's see let me pull up my notes because I wrote down different things about each of these movies. Um, who else was in Hairspray? Everybody was in Hairspray. John Travolta. Again, I was so obsessed with John Travolta as a kid. And then having him be in Hairspray just like revolutionized my entire life. Like, I think that John Travolta solidified Hairspray as my favorite musical movie. Because he gave it everything. He fucking slayed he killed it everyone in that movie killed it like they were all just so incredible um who else James Marsden king of kings everyone's favorite human being <laughs> everyone's favorite white man James Marsden <laughs> like how can he not be your favorite he's he's James Marsden like he's incredible and then there's like Oh, Nikki Blonsky I know there's a lot of like crazy stuff with TikTok and everything with Nikki Blonsky um I think that she killed it in Hairspray. She was so incredible. Um, and I know that there's a lot of people that are like, she needs to move on and have some sort of new <laughs> identity. And I agree with that. But, you know, that's okay. Um, she was great in it, so that's all right. Michelle Pfeiffer. I love that woman. I have some... I don't know what it is about her. Like, I just think that she's one of the most 
sensational people. Like, I don't know why, but, like, every time I watch her, I feel like that's, like, a widely accepted thing, too. Like, Michelle Pfeiffer is just stunning. Like, visually and emotionally, like, brilliant and incredible. Um, Amanda Bynes. I'm a huge Amanda Bynes person. For anyone that doesn't know, I think Amanda... I wish Amanda Bynes would make a comeback and I know that she probably won't but like I grew up with Amanda Bynes in everything and so I have this like insane like piece of my heart like belongs to her um and actually funnily enough when I saw Hairspray Amanda Bynes was one of the first people that I like pointed out and like knew in that movie um because obviously like I was a kid I didn't understand the concept of John Travolta being in drag I thought it was like, I don't know who I thought it was, but I didn't think it was John Travolta. So like, that wasn't top of mind when I was seeing it. I had to be told that it was John Travolta and then I lost my mind. Um, but then, but like, Amanda Bynes was someone that I could like very clearly point out and like I knew. Like her and Zac Efron and probably, yeah, I guess it was, well, yeah, I would say, well, Okay, Queen Latifah too, because I grew up watching Queen Latifah movies as well. Um, but I think that those three were the ones that, like, if I was still that age, those are still the ones that, like, I would know and be able to point out. But yeah, Amanda Bynes in Hairspray. I, like, lost my train of thought and I just had to, like, zone out for a second. Um, Amanda Bynes in Hairspray was so incredible um, to me as a kid. I... When I would watch Hairspray, though, as a kid, me and my sisters, we used to put on um, basement productions of Hairspray, <laughs> which, like, sounds so terrible. Like, it sounds insane. There were, like, four of us. It was four white girls in a basement at our babysitter's house putting on Hairspray. Um, and But, like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't like that. Like, we were literally, we would play the roles like, we'd do a hairspray, but only with the roles, like, Amber, Tracy, Link, and, like, that was it. Like, it was just those three, because we were, like, we can't be seaweed. We can't be Inez. <laughs> we can't be, like, you know what I mean? So, like, as kids, like, we literally would go down to the basement. I would fight for my life to play Penny and um, Amber, because those were, like, my two dream roles. Still to this day, if I could sing even a little bit, those are the two roles that I would go for so quickly. Like, they are 1,000%, like, my top two dream roles. I love them. Um, and so I would, like, fight for my life for them. I would fight against all of my sisters. Um, my oldest sister would be, like, directing. And then my second oldest sister would be fighting us because she didn't want to be Pen or not Penny. She didn't want to be Tracy because she didn't like Tracy. She thought she was a performative activist, which I believe. <laughs> like now I'm like, no, I get it. That makes sense. Um, but then it was also like my other sister being like, I don't want to be Tracy because I don't want to be the lead. Like <laughs> it was like the weirdest fights. But I always ended up being Amber and um Penny because those were just like my two things so I was always them and I always got what I wanted because I was the baby I was the princess so <laughs> it had to be the roles that I wanted or else no one else could do anything so I was them and then my sister that's like right above me in age was always Link 
because she was the biggest tomboy. So to us, it only made sense that she plays the boy. And then um, my sister right above her was always, I believe, Velma Von Tussle. I believe that's who she was. Um, but yeah, so Hairspray was a big part of my childhood. That's why it's that's probably why it's my favorite musical movie. But also it's just like, I have this conversation with a lot of people. I think Hairspray is the perfect musical movie for a lot of reasons. I think it did everything right. Like, it was just so good. And I think a lot of people agree with that. Um, apart from it just being campy and iconic, it's just so good. Like, it is so incredible. Um, and then my second favorite is actually Chicago. I gr that's another movie that I was raised on. I grew up watching Chicago all the time. Um, my mom, actually, fun fact, the reason that I grew up watching it so much is because my mom is obsessed with Richard Gere. That's, like, her favorite actor, but she hates Chicago. She thinks it's, like, the worst musical. Like, she cannot stand it. And so it's so funny that, like, that was my exposure to it with someone that actually hates it. And in turn, I'm, like, obsessed with it. Like, I love Chicago. Um, and so I grew up watching that a lot. Me and one of my sisters, we used to always say that like at our weddings, we would, um, perform as Velma and Roxy at the reception. <laughs> She's married now and we did not do it. And I'm forever devastated about that, but whatever. Um, and now I'm probably never going to get married. And so it's never going to happen, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, Chicago is my second favorite because I don't know, it was just, it's sexy, it's camp, it's fun, it's brilliant. Like, I think Chicago is, like, one of the most brilliant musical movies ever. The cast is stacked. That's another one, Queen Latifah. I think she just was such, like, a pivotal part of my childhood, was Queen Latifah. <laughs> um, but Chicago has Queen Latifah. It has, um, who else is in it? Richard Gere. It's got, oh, Oh my god, who's in this freaking movie? Like, now I'm searching it. Catherine Zeta-Jones, Renee Zellweger, Richard Gere, John C. Reilly, Queen Latifah, Tay Diggs. I forgot about Tay Diggs. Dominic West is in it. I fully forgot that he's in that freaking movie, probably because he's not in it very much. Lucy Liu is in it. Christine Baranski. Who else is in it? Cheetah Rivera. Cheetah Rivera? Oh, yeah, she is. Okay. I just almost lost my mind there for a second. I fully, like, thought it was... <laughs> like losing it um oh Sarah Ramirez isn't it I forgot that she, oh my god I forgot about all these freaking people Jane Eastwood like there are so many people in Chicago and not enough people are talking about it um but I I don't know like as a kid that movie was just so like I don't know what it did to me but I was obsessed with it and I wanted to in turn learn everything Bob Fosse had ever done and basically have devoted my life to Bob Fosse ever since um and Cameron Ebb because hello it's it's just like it's sensational like everything about Chicago is just sensational that's like the best word for it I think um but I literally think that there's no way that I would have ever loved the stage version the new stage version of Chicago because I love the movie so much like because the movie is so like I don't know how like I don't know how to describe the difference between the two but like 
I'm not the biggest fan <laughs> of the current like revival. Um, I honestly, I had never seen it until last year, but I saw it twice on Broadway last year. And I got to see Pamela Anderson in it, which was probably the best night of my life, I think. <laughs> um, and then I saw it again in August when Eric Bergen was in, but he was out in the performance that I saw, which I was devastated. But whatever, it's okay. Um, he apologized. <laughs> it was okay. Um, but having grown up with the movie, I think I kind of set up the revival for failure in my mind. Like for me personally, that's not like to say in general because it came out after the revival. Um had opened but for me personally like if I hadn't seen the movie growing up and didn't have an attachment to the movie I'd probably enjoy the Broadway show a lot more um but I just think that the movie was just so incredibly perfect that I, I don't like the minimalism I don't like I don't know like there's something about it that is just I don't love it um and I mean like disagree with that all you want like prove me wrong because I I want to love it more and I do enjoy seeing it and I did have a lot of fun seeing it. I saw it, I saw Chicago on stage like four times last year. I had never seen it on stage in my life and I saw it four times in one year. Um, it was crazy. I saw it twice on Broadway and then twice at the regional production where I live and I don't like, I don't know, there's just something about the stage version that doesn't hit as well as the movie does, but I still love it. It's just not the same um, or it just doesn't feel the same to me. And then there's the Matilda movie. The new Matilda musical movie, I had zero expectation for, zero anything for, because I don't know much of the of the musical. I know the movie. Like, I grew up watching the movie all the time. But I knew nothing about the musical. And oh my god. I watched, I was weeping the entire time. I was dancing on my couch watching it. Like, I literally... I'm obsessed with it. It is just so incredible. It is such a good movie. And I stand by this. I think that it is like on par with Chicago and Hairspray in terms of like perfect movie musicals for me. And the funniest thing is, is my friend Katie, she told me that when she watched it, cause she watched it before I did and was like, holy shit, this is like Chicago and Hairspray level. And I was like, okay, sure. And no, like she was absolutely correct. It was incredible um I loved it I loved it and just the oh my god those kids <laughs> like I I showed my sister a clip from the movie because I was like you have to see these children because she's someone that like doesn't like kids performing like she gets very uncomfortable with it and finds it very like I don't know just uncomfortable I guess but I was like no 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 like dead serious you have to watch them and so I showed her and she was like oh my god and I was like I know they're incredible and so I just think that like like they're like little adults like they are so good <laughs> at what they do and it blew me away and I think that they're the reason why it was so incredible but I mean the whole cast was just sensational like I I don't know I could talk about the Matilda movie for hours I thought it was just so freaking good but, I mean, then there's musical movies, like, the Golden Age musical movies. Um, I guess this is going to, like, segue into my conversations about <laughs> Schmickatoon in my next episode. But, um, sorry, my phone's going off. I've got, like, work stuff happening. But I literally, I don't know what it is 
about golden age musical movies. I grew up watching them. I grew up, you know, on, I grew up on that era of Hollywood. Like, I grew up watching so many Marilyn movies and Audrey Hepburn movies and Katherine Hepburn and, like, all of these incredible films that were just so beautiful and, like, have the best stories and, like, all these things. I watched a lot of the musical ones as well as a kid, but... I haven't seen a lot of that era of musicals on stage. Like, I haven't seen a ton of those things live. So, like, all I really know of them is the movie. Um, like, like what? Like, Brigadoon? I've never seen Brigadoon on stage. I've only really seen it twice, though. Like, the movie. Um, and the first time I watched the movie was actually before Schmigadoon because I was like, I don't know shit about Brigadoon. Am I supposed to know about it? And so I watched it. Um, turns out you really don't need to know anything other than, like, the plot of Brigadoon to, like, know what Schmigadoon is. Um, I didn't love the Brigadoon movie. Can I just say that? I don't love Brigadoon. I was very bored with it. Like, I honestly thought it was kind of boring. Um, but then there's, like, movies like Carousel. <laughs> I was obsessed with Carousel for a good chunk of my life. I thought it was one of the best musical movies from, like, the golden age, like, ever. I thought it was just so incredible. Um, but I have never actually seen Carousel on stage. Not once in my life have I seen it. I've listened to, like, many cast recordings and bootlegs and what. I've never once seen it. Um, but I kind of fell out of love with Carousel. I think I talked about this in another episode. I kind of fell out of love with Carousel just because some of the things in it kind of hit a little too close to home. And so I kind of fell out with it. Um, but, like, it does have some of my favorite songs from, like, Golden Age musicals. Um, but then there's ones like, I don't know. What other, like, golden age movie musicals are there? I feel like there's just so many. Let's see. Oh, I just literally Google searched golden age movie musicals, and the first thing that came up was Greatest Showman. That is incorrect. It's not, like, half of these aren't golden age. Um, Sound and Music, I don't know if that's a golden age. Well, yeah, it is. Um, I don't love the Sound of Music movie. I already said that. The Wiz, I did grow up watching The Wiz, and I, yeah, I, whew. I love The Wiz. I think it is so good because I grew up, I, okay, fun fact about me, I hate The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> like, I cannot stand The Wizard of Oz. I, I don't know what it is. I've just always hated it. And I think I hate Dorothy. I think I figured that out when I was in high school. So I was like, I think I just hate Dorothy. I think she's just kind of annoying. <laughs> I love Judy Garland, but I hate Dorothy. Um, but the funniest thing is, is like, I love anything else that has to do with Oz. I just don't like The Wizard of Oz. But like, I love The Wiz. I love Wicked. I love the book series Dorothy Must Die. I read those in high school. <laughs> I loved them. Um, like anything to do within the world of Oz that isn't The Wizard of Oz, I go absolutely nuts for. I love it. But I hate The Wizard of Oz. So fun fact about me. But not a lot of people know because I don't really talk about it because I feel like people give me a lot of shit for it. Um, Cabaret. That's not Golden Age, but it's coming up in the new season of Schmigadoon. And I'm going to talk about that next week because I'm so excited. Um, but Cabaret is another movie musical that I feel like I watched a lot of and I love it. Um, what else is there? What other movies do I have on here? 
a chorus line. I have seen a chorus line movie. I don't remember much of it, but I've never, okay, I've also never seen a chorus line on stage. Is that weird that I've never seen it? I'm planning to though. There's going to be a production in Cincinnati um, with someone, with a boy band guy. Oh, who is it? I posted about it on Facebook because I posted about it so someone would go with me. Um, oh, with Drew Lachey. There's going to be a production of A Chorus Line at Cincinnati Playhouse in the Park with Drew Lachey. So I'm probably going to go to that because I think that sounds so good and I'm very excited about it. And I've never seen A Chorus Line um, like live before, so I think that would be a really cool way to see it. Um, What else? An American Paris. Love. I love An American Paris. I think it is so stunning. <laughs> I think it's just absolutely beautiful. I'm a big Gene Kelly girly. Like, I grew up with a lot of Gene Kelly, so... I really enjoy watching him. And I know he wasn't the best person. I know. You don't have to tell me. I'm aware of that. I've I've dealt with enough of my, like, favorite people being problematic. I get it. Um, Gene Kelly was just, like, whatever. He's dead. Um, so, like, it's not anything we really need to discuss further. Like, we know. Um, and I only say that because I'm, like, I've had a lot of people talk about it. And I'm, like, I get it. I know. It's, yeah, I, I get it. Um, what else is there? Damn Yankees, sign me the fuck up. I love Damn Yankees. I just, oh, again, it's the Gwen Verdon. It's, I just, I love that woman so much. Um, Kiss Me Kate. I've never actually seen the movie. Never seen that. South Pacific, I don't like. I don't like South Pacific. And I feel like that's like, crazy to say like I feel like a lot of people assume that I like South Pacific I think it's visually I think it is stunning I think it is like so colorful and beautiful and everything but like I just I couldn't get into it I, it's just not my thing um Oklahoma I've I've seen the movie I just don't remember it but I have seen it but the I don't know okay I don't have a ton of like knowledge of Oklahoma because it's one that, again, I haven't seen it, like, on stage or anything. I've seen the Hugh Jackman, like, pro shot thing. And, yeah, I've seen the Hugh Jackman, like, movie pro shot thing of Oklahoma. But I think the last time I saw it, like, I was probably, like, 10 or 11. Um, so that's, like, my extent of my knowledge of Oklahoma. Um, and I know that's probably, like really controversial because everybody has seen the like revival or like the tour of it and everything. I haven't because guess what it didn't really come anywhere near me so I haven't seen the tour didn't see the revival it was just not like I just don't think it's for me I think that that's why it wasn't like top of my list it wasn't you know anything like that um funny girl I love I thought the movie was really boring <laughs> I love Barbara though um I thought the movie was kind of boring didn't hold my attention, but seeing it on stage, I fell in love with it. So I definitely want to revisit the movie now that I've seen it on stage. Um, because Julie Banco made me fall in love with it. I just, she's everything. I love her. Um, what else do I have on here? Oh, gentlemen prefer blondes. So I grew up obsessed. Okay. So I have this obsession with Marilyn Monroe and I kind of want to do like a series on Marilyn Monroe, just like two episodes because I have a lot to say about her. I feel very deeply about her. Um, very, very passionate about that woman. Um, I have like an intense, strong, like aggressive connection to her. And I feel like I have to speak out for her for so many reasons. Um, 
but especially with like all the stuff with blonde that has happened and I just I could not hate that more <laughs> like I despise it anyone that watches blonde needs to know that that movie is not a biopic it is not accurate to like literally anything it is all based on a fictional novel that is so intensely problematic and so terrible but anyways I digress because that's not what this is about but just so everyone knows, Blonde sucks. Don't watch it. I refuse to watch it. I will never watch it. Um, but gentlemen prefer Blondes. I loved that movie as a kid. I love Marilyn Monroe movies. I think her movies are some of the most incredible things that's ever happened to anyone ever. <laughs> like, I love a Marilyn movie. Um, Some Like a Hot is one of my favorite Marilyn movies. And I got to see it on Broadway. Loved it. Obsessed with it. Um... But Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, I just, oh, it hits. It's just so good. I love that movie so much. Um, yeah, that was really aggressive. On the Town. Okay, I want to talk about On the Town for a minute because I think On the Town is one of the most fun musical movies of the Golden Age ever. I think it is so fun. I think it's so quirky. It's so, like, it's camp and nobody talks about it and it makes me so mad because like TikTok explodes all these things that are really campy and really like out there and fun and really good and no one talks about On the Town and I want to like start a thing on TikTok where I bring up all these movies that nobody talks about but are so campy and so good because that is one of them. <laughs> I feel very strongly about On the Town. Um, I mean like it's just... Come on. It is so good. Okay? Like, if you haven't seen On the Town, please go watch it. I think it is just so incredible, and the cast is amazing, and I just, I adore it. I mean, it's like, it's Gene Kelly, it's Frank Sinatra, Jules Munch. It is so good. I love it. Okay. That's that. Now I want to talk about more of the like newer ones. Um, because I feel like I have to discuss some of the newer musical movies as well. Oh, another one that's like perfect is Tick Tick Boom. So I I'm gonna say something insanely controversial right now. And I don't want anyone to come for me because this is fully my opinion. I understand that it's controversial. I know it is because believe me, I've had people basically try to murder me over this. I don't like Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't like him. I just don't, okay? I have my reasons. I don't need to explain them to anybody. I don't owe anyone any explanation. I just don't like him, okay? The one thing that he has done that I will never argue with anybody on is Tick, Tick, Boom. Okay? The one thing. Do I wish that him and his, had, his dad didn't have a cameo in it? Yeah. But everything else, perfect. I think that Tick, Tick, Boom is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my life. I just, I loved that movie. And I think, and I'm not an Andrew Garfield girly either. Like, that's the craziest thing is like, I understand why people like him. And I think he's an incredible actor. I have nothing against him. I'm just indifferent. Like, I just, I don't get all the hype. I think he's great. I just personally, like, I look at him and I'm like, okay, that's a man. <laughs> like, I don't see much beyond that. Um, but I understand why everybody likes him because I think he's very talented. I just, that's where it ends with me. Like, I just, I don't get the rest of it. Um, but I, 
Tick Tick Boom was so good. And I think that one of the things that really sold me on it was Bradley Whitford as Stephen Sondheim made me weep multiple times. Like, just the thought of, like, I'm going to cry again because I'm thinking about it and how amazing he was. And I, oh, it was very, very good. <laughs> very good. Um, and I remember watching it for the first time before Sondheim passed. And when I heard his voice on the voicemail, something about it just like set me off. I wept. I could not stop crying. And then he passed not long after, like a week later, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, um, from when I watched it. And my friend on New Year's Eve was over and we were watching movies and she wanted to watch Tick Tick Boom and we turned it on and I, not thinking about it, like completely forgot that he had his voice and that little voicemail in the movie broke me. I had to leave the room. Like I could not listen to it. I have yet to watch it since his passing because something about that just like haunts me. Um, like I'm very scared to watch it again. Um... But, and I will do like a whole thing on Sondheim. It's just one of those things I need to collect myself and like really get it right because he means everything to me. So it's like an important thing for me to like really digest what I want to say and what I want to talk about in terms of Sondheim um, and like actually have it written down, actually have it like good. Like it needs to be good. Um and, like, most of these episodes that I'm doing are honestly flying by the seat of my pants talking about what I want. Like, it's literally, like, I plan out the topic. I have, like, a list of things that I want to talk about for some of them. Um, like, this one I have, like, a bare bones list. But Greatest Showman is a comfort movie for me. I love Greatest Showman. Um, I understand why people don't like it. Believe me, I do. But I saw it, like, I think five times in theaters, um, which honestly, in in reality, that's not as many as it could have been because I saw La La Land ten times in theaters. I loved La La Land. Something about that movie hit. I think it was Ryan Gosling, to be honest with you. Um, but you know what? Let me talk about La La Land for a second because <laughs> while we're on the topic, um, I when I saw La La Land. I was in high school and I had this idea that I wanted to work in movies and I wanted to be a filmmaker and I wanted to do all these things in Hollywood. And so at the time of my life that I was in, that movie was everything I needed. Um, but now it's more of like a fond memory because it was the aspects of that part of my life that I actually liked. <laughs> I didn't have a good time in the, those like few years because I was like all of high school and I honestly was like horrendously depressed all of high school but La La Land was everything I needed at the time and now I look back on it as a fond memory um it's kind of one of those things but that being said Ryan Gosling is such an underrated actor and I get so frustrated with that because he's he's one of my favorite actors ever of all time um but I think he's underrated as an actor in the sense of, like, people just look at him as a face and as, like, a, a man. <laughs> like, no one really... I don't know. Like, maybe this is just in my experience. I don't really have a lot of people talking about him 
in the way that like I talk about him as an artist but like that is a man that hates being famous but loves what he does and I just I know there's something about that that is just so funny to me but watching him in like things like La La Land and Drive in so many different movies those were two very different things I said La La Land and Drive those are so starkly different films that's oh my god anyways <laughs> but I loved him in La La Land and I think that he didn't get nearly enough recognition for what he pulled off in that movie <laughs> I think that Emma Stone got way more than him and like I get it like she was good she I think I just hated her character so much in that movie I could not stand Mia I thought she was so irritating but um I don't know I just don't think she was written as well as I would have wanted her to because I think that Mia as a character had a lot of I don't know like she could have been better than what she was but I just I couldn't stand her I thought she was so irritating I thought she was just like kind of emotionally like manipulative to him and I just I didn't like it um but I could have also been projecting because I was in like a really shitty relationship at the time and like really shitty friendships and then maybe she reminded me too much of those people and maybe that's why I don't like her um but Ryan Gosling for that movie did so much work. Like he learned jazz piano. He learned tap. He learned like all these things for that movie. And nobody talks about it. And it is so infuriating. And it was like the one thing that I always wanted to discuss with people was I was like, do you guys know what he did? <laughs> do you know what he did for this movie? And he didn't get like any recognition for it. Well, he did just not as much as Emma Stone did which again like that's fine like she was incredible in it I just like feel like he should have gotten just as much recognition if not like no I think he should have gotten just as much because I think that she had a good amount and I think that they were equals in it um but yeah so La La Land was one that is just such a comforting thing for me and I understand the um the notion of it being problematic. I understand that and I agree with it to an extent. Um, but I just, I have such a soft spot for that movie. Mostly because of Ryan Gosling and like the work that he put in and how incredible he was. And I just think about it a lot and I think that nobody talks about it enough. So I wanted to remark on that for a minute because it's important to me. Um, but back to Greatest Showman, one of the reasons it's one of my comfort movies is because of Zac Efron. Like I said, Zac Efron is like a huge comfort person for me. Um, I adore him and I loved him in Greatest Showman so much. I think that he is just such a sensational talent and people are so mean to him and I don't like that. <laughs> so that's my thoughts on that. Um, also Michelle Williams in Greatest Showman. Goodbye. Deceased. Done. Uh, Zendaya. Incredible. Like loved her in that movie. But yeah. So those are some of my thoughts on musical movies. Um. I'll do a whole other episode on other ones that are, like, different. <laughs> like, I don't know. I kind of want to do one on movie-to-stage adaptations because I feel like that fits in with what I want to talk about more, which is Moulin Rouge. Um, but I, I would love to talk more about Moulin Rouge. I just think that I need to do that in a different um, episode. I think I'm just going to do a whole episode on, like, movie-to-stage adaptations because that's, like, a huge part of my brand. So I'll discuss that in another episode. But 
thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're someone that tunes into all my episodes, thank you. I appreciate you. Respect it. Because sometimes... Oh my god. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you are a continuous listener, if you are a loyal listener of mine, I really appreciate it. Um, and I respect it because sometimes my voice is really grating to myself and I'm sure to others. So I really appreciate you listening to me. Um, and yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Jillian's Reprise Podcast, as well as at It's Jillian Hayes um, on both platforms as well. I would love to hear from you about what you guys want to hear, what you guys want to see, what you guys just want in general from this podcast and from my social media. Um, and yeah, thank you. And tune in next week. We're going to talk about Schmigadoon, which might be a little bit of a longer episode because I have a lot to say about Schmigadoon. Um, because if you followed me on Instagram on my previous account, that is now my like personal account. <laughs> if you followed me there in 2021, you're a real one because you went through a lot with me posting about Schmigadoon. And I apologize, but also don't feel bad for it at all because it deserves everything. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week. Have a good time. By the time you're listening to this, I will be on my way to Orlando for some fun Disney days and to see Wicked. I'm so excited. Hope you guys follow along on my social media for that. And I will do an episode um, about my trip, probably, because I'm very excited for it. <laughs> or I'll just do a whole episode on Wicked and have Brie come on, because I think that would be really fun, too. So let me know if that would be something you guys are interested in, because she said that she would absolutely do it. So let me know, and I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>